today we're going to be talking about embodied worthiness. So if that doesn't sound like a familiar topic to you, no worries. We're going to dive deep on this today. And if maybe you've already explored cultivating worthiness within, this is a different kind of level that we're going to take it to. We're going to really talk about not just starting to think of your worthiness or think that you're more worthy. We're really going to get into full embodiment of your worthiness. So really taking it a step further, not just affirmations, although we might touch on some affirmations today, but really fully embodying worthiness moment to moment in your life. If that sounds interesting or exciting or is resonating with you, um, just relax. You know, you can pour yourself a cup of tea, a cup of something else, could be water, could be wine, whatever is going to make you feel a little relaxed, a little centered. And um, if you want to, you know, I always encourage everyone to really practice the art of extreme self-care, as Cheryl Richardson would say. So whatever that means to you, if it means lighting a candle or burning some incense or sage or just doing something to enhance your sensory experience in this moment, then really take the time. And that's kind of a moment where you can have a moment of mindfulness right now about your own worthiness, knowing that you're worth the extra few minutes that it might take to find a lighter, to light a candle, or to just really take that time to pause this and go make yourself a cup of tea. Let it steep. Let yourself really slow down and take the time to take really, really good care of yourself. You can get a fuzzy blanket or put on comfy socks, but cozy up, cuddle up, and we're going to get right into it. So I want to start off today's episode with a beautiful, I call it a prayer, um, but I want you to start to think about prayer as not just, you know, in in the sense of organized religion or, I mean, whatever whatever your beliefs are, this is fully inclusive. So it might be your conception of God is through an organized religion. I don't personally practice organized religion, but I celebrate the good in all of it. And um, I honor everyone's belief systems and whatever you you believe, whatever your conception of God or prayer is. Um, but to me, the way I think of prayer you can be praying to a God of your understanding. You can be praying to love. You can be praying to whatever your idea is of a higher power in the universe. Um, or if you're like a really scientific, need it to be super, super grounded in physical reality, um, you know, and, and you need something to anchor you so that you can really fully own like the process of affirmation or prayer, you can just think of it as affirming something to your subconscious mind. And if you look at the science on brain chemistry and the way our neural pathways form and get reinforced, then you can just own it as shifting, you know, your, your neural pathways of affirming to your subconscious mind 
things that are going to support you and support your positive unfolding in your life. So whatever works for you, whatever floats your boat, I just like to offer that so that, you know, if, if you think of prayer and you immediately think organized religion, and maybe you have triggers around that because you have some kind of trauma associated with it, um, you know, or you just have an idea of it in culture to kind of not let that hinder you from the valuable things that can come through, um, through, through prayer. Um, but I, I, like, I hesitate to use the word prayer because I don't want to make anyone feel, um, not included. So I want everyone to be included and, and, um, whether you, you know, whatever you believe in, you're, you're welcome here (laughs) and this is for you. So I'm going to start with this beautiful, um, this beautiful prayer from Tosha Silver. And you can just close your eyes and start connecting to your breath. And again, whatever words you might need to substitute in your mind when I talk about divine beloved or God or whatever it is, just whatever you need to associate with it, whether it's higher power or simply your subconscious mind. I'm going to use divine beloved because that's what Tosha uses here in this prayer. So just connecting to your breath, you can close your eyes, just taking this in. Divine beloved, allow me to give with complete ease and abundance, knowing that you are the unlimited source of all. Let me be an easy and open conduit for your prosperity. Let me trust that all of my own needs are always met in amazing ways, and it is safe to give freely as my heart guides me. And equally, please let me feel wildly open to receiving. May I know my own value, beauty, and worthiness without question. Let me allow others the supreme pleasure of giving to me. May I feel worthy to receive in every possible way. Change me into one who can fully love, forgive, and accept myself so I may carry your light without restriction. Let everything that needs to go, go. Let everything that needs to come, come. I am utterly your own. You are me. I am you. We are one. All is well. Now you can just continue breathing with your eyes closed and just become very present in this moment. Just notice any sounds that you hear, anything you can smell. Notice what it looks like to have your eyes closed. So just notice what you can see with your eyes closed. Just notice there's no way to do this wrong. Notice any taste in your mouth. Anything you can feel or touch, maybe it's your feet on the ground, 
Maybe you did grab a furry blanket and you can feel that on your skin, whatever it is. Notice the quality of air in the room. Just breathing. And I'm gonna take you into a little bit of a meditation. So I want you to hold an image in your mind's eye of yourself. And whatever image comes to mind is perfect. And now say silently to yourself. You can also say this out loud. I love you just the way you are. You are worthy. You are deserving of the very best that life has to offer. I see you. I see how hard you've been working. I see your strength and I also see your pain and everything you've had to overcome. You didn't deserve the difficult things that happened to you. There were lessons in each of them. I also see your resilience. I see how brightly you shine in the world. I'm here for you now. I'm here to gently hold you for as long as you need while you feel whatever you need to feel. I'm not leaving you alone. I'm never leaving you alone. I forgive you for any mistakes you think you may have made along the way. I wouldn't change a single one. They were all part of a perfect divine plan and natural steps along your path. I am grateful for the lessons. I forgive you for not being further along or where you thought you'd be by now. Where you are is perfect. You are exactly where you're meant to be. You are so beautiful inside and out and you emanate light brightly. You radiate love and respect. And you are lovable just the way you are. You are enough, you are worthy, you are powerful, and you are safe. I honor your miraculous journey, and I love you. Now envision a beautiful golden jeweled crown being placed upon your head. It's beaming with light, as are you. This is the crown of your own worthiness, the crown of your own divine perfection. No one can ever take this crown away from you. You may have moments where you forget that it belongs to you. Think of one of those moments now. And now pick up your crown, put it back on, 
and straighten it. As you receive this crown of worthiness from the force of love within you, you can now say to this force of love, I now surrender to you all of my fears, my worries, my anxiety, and my need for control. I surrender all to you and choose to trust in the divine timing of my life. I now surrender to love. Just keep breathing and just feel it. Just feel your own worthiness. Just feel it. And as you're ready, take the deepest breath in you've taken all day and let it all out. And open your eyes slowly to the room. So just notice how you feel. Notice how you feel when when you start to realize your unconditional worthiness. If you have a journal, you can write down anything that came up for you or any insights you had or just write down how you're feeling. Maybe it was hard to fully accept that you are infinitely worthy of the best the best that life has to offer. So now we can kind of get into a little bit of discussion and I have some notes here, so I might kind of like shuffle them around. If you hear a little bit of paper shuffling, I also just put my five-month-old puppy to sleep. So I'm recording this in the evening because if I did it during the daytime, she'd be barking the whole time. So um, sometimes she wakes up, uh, you know, in the night if I leave her alone for a while. Um, But she seemed pretty passed out. So just, you know, if we start to hear a little bit of puppy barking, um, that's just her. So um, I'll probably pause recording and go tend to her if that happens. But Just FYI, if it comes up. So I posted recently on my new Instagram account. I created one just for this podcast and just have a space to really, you know, think of Instagram as a way to be of service. Um, If you want to follow me, it's at live consciously with Nicole And there's, you know, a picture of me. You can probably find me pretty easily. Um, But I realized that, you know, I've always kind of had my own issues with social media, my own inner struggles. And there have been times in my life when I just deleted everything. And I was like, I want nothing to do with this. And then I started to really look at social media as a tool. So um, I'm going to start with with this little segue into social media and then I'll I'll share what I had posted. 
but um, I started really seeing social media as a tool. So if you're struggling with social media and everything, just ask yourself this question, am I using social media or am I letting it use me? Um, so if you can kind of just have an awareness of that, um, you know, there have been moments in my life when social media was definitely using me and getting the best of me and triggering compare and despair and just like causing anxiety or like just, you know, you end up knowing too much like about everyone's life that you just don't need to know. No one should know that much about other people. Like, I just feel like, um, it's so easy to get used by social media. And that's why I really wanted to approach social media in a really conscious way. Hence, live consciously with Nicole. Because when we're not conscious and we're just on autopilot with social media, like in, in life, but especially with social media, you know, for the sake of this discussion, it can end up using you. So um, I'll just throw in, you know, a few tips on maybe as far as like embodying worthiness in the social media realm, um, to not let it use you. So one thing that I thought was a really magical discovery in my social media journey was the mute button. So if there were any accounts that were like triggering to me or just that like didn't make me feel good when I saw their posts, but maybe it's like, I don't know, you don't necessarily want to like unfollow a person who might be, you know, lovely in real life, but you're just not really into their social media content, um, you can mute them. So what I started doing, or just I didn't want to be triggered and like compare and despair and whatever, you know, A, you can unfollow people um, or, you know, just accounts that maybe you followed a while back and they pop up and it's just like triggering to you. Um, you can unfollow, but if you don't feel like unfollowing, you can mute those accounts. So literally like if I log on to Instagram on like my personal account, the only things I see are like uplifting or, you know, content that I enjoy like looking at and supporting or that inspires me. Um, and then I also try to not like scroll too much. I know that sounds you know, easier said than done. If you're like someone who's like always on like scrolling and stuff, but I just, I try to put things out and receive, you know, the inspirational content, but not like spend too much of my time just like aim aimlessly scrolling. So like if there's an account where like, I know they post stuff I really like, I'll just like go directly there and kind of look at stuff. I, I try to not, um, I don't know, just like let everything be like an aimless scroll. Like it just, I feel like it's a waste of time and just an energy suck. And, you know, I know like these, I mean, look, these platforms are designed by really smart people whose goal is to keep you on these apps. So, um, sorry, I just hit the mic. <laughs> if you heard a little bang, um, so, you know, it, they're literally designed to keep you scrolling for as long as possible and to keep you on these apps. And they're, you know, really, they know how to, they know how to do it and, and, you know, a really smart way, but perhaps, you know, if you're not aware of, of the way these apps are designed, you just end up falling prey to it. So just really being empowered and knowing that you don't have to scroll. You can, you know, 
think of being of service in some way, you know, to people who are scrolling, or you can think of ways to, um, you know, really curate what, what you're actually taking in and kind of clear clutter in that space, I think is really empowering. So anyway, that was a side note, but my whole point was that I started a separate Instagram account from like my personal one, um, to try to post like things that are of service, um, it's really just intended to be like a uplifting posts, you know, kind of the stuff we're doing on this podcast. So, um, yeah, so you can follow me if you want. It's Outlive Consciously with Nicole. And again, just whenever you're on social media, just ask yourself, am I using social media, you know, to get inspired, to inspire others and share positive things or just share your life in a positive way? Or am I, am I being used by social media? So just, you know, ask yourself that question, just <laughs> food for thought. Um, but anyway, so my point, my point in all that was that I had posted recently, um, something that I wanted to share here on this podcast, which is about worthiness and chasing versus embracing worthiness, which I just, I've been kind of obsessed with this recently because, I feel like so much of our culture tells us to chase. And um, I really think that stems from like, you know, like these patriarchal structures. And when I'm using the word patriarchy, it's not like anti-men. Some men get like a little confused by that. Some people get a little confused by that. Um, I love men. I believe, you know, the feminist in me is all about equality, not, um, you know, it's very love based and based in equality. And when I'm using the word patriarchy, I'm talking about these old, um, structures in place, um, in our society. So, um, when we're talking about it, um, you know, a lot of the patriarchy really only is honoring like chasing and making things happen and kind of like this forceful, like dominating energy. I really like, you know, this discussion of trying to find ways to bring that more into balance with feminine energy. So it's not like one or the other is dominating. Um, You know, we all have both masculine and feminine energy within us, no matter whether you are a man, a woman, um, non-binary, whatever your identification is, um, we all have masculine and feminine energy within us and it's bringing it into balance within us. So, um, you know, I'm a pretty feminine girl, but I have to really own my inner masculine as well in order to be a whole person and not feel like I have to, um, I mean, there's been times in my life when I've leaned more into my masculine, like particularly like in the workplace, you know, feeling like I have to be really efforted and like work really quote unquote hard or like try really quote unquote hard. And um, there's this quote I learned from um, this course that I'm doing called the Raw Beauty Reset. Go check out Raw Beauty Talks and Raw Beauty Company. Um really amazing, um, work that, um, Aaron over there is doing, but I learned, I learned this phrase, which is try softer. And I thought it was really beautiful because 
isn't that it? Like we're always trying harder. We think we have to try harder. And really maybe the answer is to try softer and to soften and allow rather than making it all happen or thinking we have to make it all happen ourselves or like our ego has to make it all happen. So back to what I had posted. If you're chasing your worthiness instead of embracing your worthiness, you will eventually run out of breath. So, um, you know, if we're running around and we're looking for our worthiness outside of ourselves and we're trying to quote unquote bang down every door, which like when I was growing up, like that was the advice I was given. Like don't honor your worth, like do any, you know, especially in the film industry, like do any job for anyone and just like, you know, whatever, just like, basically let yourself be taken advantage of because you just pay your dues and yada, yada. And I so think now that like I'm older, wiser, that the opposite is true. Like when you own your worth and you're not out there chasing it or like looking for it, like everywhere, like they always, you know, it's, it's crazy. Cause growing up, I would always hear this phrase, like chasing your dreams. And I think, yeah, I want to go chase my dreams. And it's like, it's not the answer. You have to embrace your worthiness. And I honestly think build your dreams, you know, and allow your dreams to unfold. Like the things outside of your control, like you're not going to get it through chasing. Like you might get something like in the realm of, you know, people might disagree with me, but you know, I, everything I share is from my own experience. And so again, like you know, this is just me sharing what's worked for me or what, you know, in my own life I've felt or, um, you know, experienced. But anyway, <laughs> with that said, um, I really feel like, you know, it, it, it's it's not about chasing. It's about embracing your worthiness. And then you kind of become a magnet and you attract like way better opportunities and experiences than if you didn't know your own worth and you were like out there trying to chase it. So anyway, I just feel like you really have to embody your worthiness, embody your high value, and then you attract. And then, you know, everything's kind of chasing you (laughs) and like trying to like get you and you're essentially, I mean, I don't want to say you're the prize, but you know, it's like, it's like in our meditation, we just did like you're sitting there on your throne and you're wearing your crown and you know your worth and you know your value and you know what you bring to the table. And so it's more of this equal exchange where, you know, the experiences and the people you're met with reflect that to you. They reflect the level of worth that you realize you represent. So anyway, that's, you know, my thoughts on that. So, um, a few of the, um, tips I wanted to give today. Um, the first tip I have today is to really make physical choices in alignment with your worth. So it's not just about like doing a meditation like we just did. Like, I really feel like meditations like that can be so powerful, but it can't stop there. So we can't just be like, I did a meditation this morning and then like go on social media and just like be scrolling the whole day or just like comparing despairing. So when in doubt, 
ask yourself this question, am I chasing my worthiness? Or am I embracing my worthiness in this moment? So sometimes for me, like if I'm feeling in a moment, like, oh my God, I really want to like chase, like whatever it is, whether it's, you know, something having to do with career or a relationship or whatever it is, I pause and then I make a physical choice in alignment with like an embodied sense of self-worth. So an example for that would be like for me, and this might seem like a ridiculous thing for some people, but for me, this really works. If I'm about to chase, I'll like immediately go book a manicure or a pedicure or a massage or something where I just like, it gets me out of the chasing and into just embracing or, you know, you don't have to go out and spend money on something like that. Like you could just take a nap. It could be like, you know what? Instead I'm going to take a nap or I'm going to take a bath or I'm going to like read a book for like 20 minutes, or I'm going to listen to a podcast or an audio book or just something where you are embracing your worthiness and you're not going out and chasing it. So, um, I think in alignment with that, you know, there can be some like if you've struggled with like codependency and things like that, um, you know, you can want to like get involved in everyone else's business and all that stuff. And if you can come back to, you know what, there's two kinds of business. I think I read this in, in, um, the book codependent no more. And I don't really identify as codependent, but I just found that to be a really, interesting book. If you've had someone in your life whose behavior has hurt you and you have to realize like, I have no control over someone else's behavior and them hurting me. Like I can't control that. And, um, I think that that can be a really great book. You don't have to necessarily like identify as like I'm codependent to read codependent no more. There's so much value in there, but I think it's in that book that she says there's two kinds of business, my business, and not my business. And I'm going to focus just on my business. And it's like such a freeing thing because you're like, you know what? That person's acting crazy or doing this or that. Like, I don't have to take that on. Like they can go do that. And I'm just going to center myself and I'm going to do something like kind and loving for myself. So anyway, that's what kind of works for me lately as well. One thing I've been doing, um, you know, I realized I have a little puppy who, um, she just needs a lot of like exercise. She has so much energy and she's so much better behaved when I take her on like a long walk or, you know, she kind of gets her yayas out of the puppy park and then she's so much better behaved at home when she goes to sleep on time. And she, it's just like so good for everyone. And I realized like, you know, we kind of have this monkey mind, right. And I have struggled with rumination. So, when I exercise myself, um, you know, I, I'm way better behaved as well in terms of like my mind and the rabbit holes that it wants to go down. Like when I, um, you know, book a class, even if it doesn't have to be strenuous, it can be like yin yoga or, um, you know, something like I do a lot of Pilates, which Pilates can be, you know, a little intense sometimes, but you can do more restorative movements, um, you know, whatever kind of you enjoy in terms of movement or just going on walks or hikes, um, or going swimming, like whatever feels good in your body. It's different 
for everyone. It's kind of unique to each person. So personal, but whenever I exercise myself, then I go to sleep earlier. I um, don't ruminate as much. I don't kind of even have the bandwidth to let my mind go down rabbit holes. So, you know, just making those physical choices, it helps me as well to like have an appointment on my calendar. So, um, you know, I know some people might be thinking like, well, um, it's great, you know, but I don't really have money to go out and get manicures and pedicures and whatever, sign up for a ton of classes or something. But, um, it doesn't necessarily have to be something you pay money for. Like you could just sign up for a free or donation based meditation workshop. Like I, I go to meditation workshops almost every day and they're donation based and, um, you know, it it doesn't have to be something you spend a lot of money on. It can just be something, um, you know, there's even free ones out there where you can go and do a group meditation. You can even do it virtually if you don't want to leave the house or if you're not able to, um, there's lots of free yoga on YouTube and lots of people who give away, you know, some, um, free sessions if you want to go try stuff out or just kind of dip in a toe, but there's different ways of, you know, doing it. Um, but just making a conscious choice to do something where you're embracing your worthiness rather than chasing it, like in those moments when you're tempted to chase it. So another thing I want to share is to really get present. So tuning into all your five senses, we did it a little bit in the meditation today, but really tuning into what sounds you hear in each moment. Um, you know, what, what sense you can take in, what you taste, what you feel with your body, just really tuning into all of your senses. And when you go out on a walk, you know, um, since adopting my puppy and I'm in love with her, if you haven't noticed, um, she's really enhanced my mindfulness practice. So she's so alive and so present and has so much energy. And she loves to, you know, literally smell every single flower. And when we're out on walks, she'll like throw herself into a bed of wildflowers and just like enjoy the sensation like of the grass on her fur. And she'll just roll around in it and she'll want to greet every person. And just, um, she's just so present and in awe of life and just makes me more that way too. So, um, even if you don't have a dog, you know, when you're, when you're going out on a walk, you can just really notice and appreciate the beauty around you. I mean, we live in a beautiful world if we stop and notice it and really take it in. So I'm kind of going back to the first tip I shared, just getting busy with self-care. So if you're not busy in your career or in your social life or whatever, um, you know, and you have downtime in your schedule and you're like, worried you're going to fall into rumination or dark thoughts, just fill up your schedule with self-care. So just getting things on your calendar that are going to keep you accountable for your self-care, like listening to this podcast, you know, listening to audiobooks um, or similar podcasts, you know, things that are really about positivity and uplifting and, you know, getting inspired and tuning back to that force of love within. Maybe it's doing free yoga on YouTube, just really putting it in your calendar so that if you have free space and you don't know what to do with that time and you're so afraid you're going to ruminate or, you know, fall into 
patterns of unhealthy behavior, just fill up your calendar. Maybe it's going to meetings, you know, for various, like there's so many groups out there where you can sign up for meetings when you need them. So if you tune inward, you probably know what it is that you really need to get on your calendar. So another thing I want to talk about with embodying worthiness is self-forgiveness. I think this can be one of the biggest blocks because you're unconditionally worthy. You have this innate worth, but how do we get like blocked off from that? I think one of the biggest things is like self-blame or regret or shame or just holding on to things from the past that cause us to not be in a space of self-forgiveness and of letting go of those things like we hold against ourselves, you know, and then we end up holding things against other people because we're holding so much against ourselves. So um, if you don't know how to forgive yourself, it starts with just the awareness that you're in a space of non-forgiveness. And then I really think it starts with the intention after that of just saying, I'm willing to forgive myself. I'm willing. I'm willing to let it all go and just start fresh in this moment. It starts with that slight willingness and then it grows over time. And I really think tuning in and asking for divine assistance with it. um, You know, it's my belief that that really helps you to actually start to embody self-forgiveness. So I have a post-it note that just fell on the floor. So I feel like I need to say it out loud that um, it's a mantra that I have used and that I recommend, which is simply, I deserve to receive. And you can write it on a post-it yourself if you want, or you can just say this to yourself in this moment I deserve to receive. You can also say it's easy for me to receive. Can be another really good mantra to kind of open up the flow. And another mantra I'll share, I guess this is all about mantras in this moment. And this is a mantra I literally use in the mornings. Is that today I will choose to embrace rather than chase my worthiness in each and every moment. So remember, it's just that mindfulness of pausing and asking yourself, wait a second, like before you take an action, is this chasing or embracing? And I just keep thinking about, you know, what what I had posted on, on the Live Consciously with Nicole account, that when you chase your worthiness rather than embracing your worthiness, you eventually run out of breath. So I want to leave you with this. What you seek is seeking you. Really take that in. It's um, a quote from, I believe it's Rumi who said this. What you seek is seeking you. You may have heard this a million times before, but you may not have fully embodied it. Take that in. What you seek is seeking you. With that knowledge, do you need, do you need to chase or can you just let it come to you? Or can you just let you come to each other? It's like magnets, right? It's like 
one magnet doesn't have to chase the other magnet. Like the magnets are just attracted to each other. And I'm not talking about like law of attraction when I'm saying that. I'm talking more about like what's meant for you in your life. It's not like something you have to monitor your thoughts and you have to, you know, every thought and you have to just, you know, obsess about, will I get this thing? Will I not get this thing? It's like, what's meant for you is meant for you and it will find you. You will find each other, right? What you seek is seeking you. You're magnets for each other. You don't have to play the game of like law of attraction, this and that. You can listen to other podcasts to get deep into that if that's something you want to explore. That's not what this is about. That's not what I'm about. It's not what this podcast is about. I really believe that what's meant for you will find you and you find each other. I'm not just talking about a person, but whatever it is that's meant for you, whether it's a job or the right opportunity, you find each other a lot more easily and with more flow and grace when everyone involved knows their own worth. So know your worth. That's really what what your work is to do. It's not to go and chase it. It's to come back to this simple stillness and recognition of your own worth and then embodying that moment to moment to moment. And remember, like we did at the beginning of this episode, if that crown falls off because you forgot, pick it back up, dust it off. It's gold, right? Like it's the gold is there. Even if it gets a little, you know, needs a little polishing, the gold's there underneath. So put it back on And you straighten that crown, okay? Do me a favor and straighten that crown. So that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. We're going to keep diving deeper on this topic on upcoming episodes, I'm sure. But like I said, when I am working out, I get tired. And I'm having to record these episodes at night right now because my little baby puppy is sleeping. So... I'm going to go cuddle her and go to sleep, but I'm sending you all my love and all my support, and I can't wait to see you on the next episode. Bye for now.